What's going to make USC special in 2023? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. I appreciate your support. If you're new to the show and you haven't become a free subscriber yet, it's really easy. You're watching on YouTube, click that subscribe button, boom, it's done. You like the episode, hit that thumbs up. Both of those will mean a whole heck of a lot. And so you don't miss any one of the five episodes that comes at you five times a week. Hit that bell notification button. And to all of you who are already a loyal follower, subscriber, thank you so very, very, very much. We have a three very, very, very rule around here. So can special teams be the difference maker in 2023 for USC? We know they're going to be outstanding on offense. We know, well... We're hoping that they're going to be better on defense in 2023. You have three, there are three phases to a football team, offense, defense, special teams is the third. Kyle McDonald, Luke Heward, um, those are the coaches on the field. And then the special teams coaches. Uh, the entire, well, not the entire staff, most of the staff uh, has had some sort of special train special teams coaching training uh in their in you know on their resume in some way in some capacity the uh the person who kind of analyzes the entire special teams um program department his name is ryan doherty he is the senior special teams analyst and assistant special teams coordinator Ryan Doherty, he came to USC in 2022 with Lincoln Riley, um, and he he had spent the previous five years at Oklahoma from 2017 through 2021. He was also a special teams analyst uh, in Norman. Before that, he was a special teams coordinator and offensive assistant at Lehigh University in 2015 and 2016. He had a couple of all-Patriot League uh, kickers, punter and kicker. And then prior to his uh, his term at Lehigh, he was at East Carolina for five seasons, 2010 through 2014. His first two years as a special teams assistant, the last three as a grad assistant working with the special teams and offense. While there, he's he, he worked mostly with uh, their all-conference USA punter Trent Tigner and place kicker Warren Harvey who just happened to be East, East Carolina's career scoring leader. And then he also had a couple of uh, returners uh, who also ended up playing in the NFL. And he was also an instructor with the National Kicking Service for six years, 2004 through 2009. As a player himself, he was a punter at East Carolina. So what stands out? Well, two things. He's a kicking specialist. What stands out the most is what does not stand out. I just read off his his accolades, his bona fides that are, that was that's on USC's athletic website. Five years. So what really stood out to me when I read all that? Five years at Oklahoma, 
and no mention of any accolades. Nobody stood out. Interesting. There wasn't anything to brag about it when he got to USC last season either. So at Oklahoma, um, there was already an established talent base that he got to work with. Um, but the results seem to be similar. You know, USC, when when he arrived with with Lincoln Riley, the roster was, uh, I guess the best way to put it, it was in flux. It was going through, an, uh, through a change. As Lincoln Riley said, it was going to be the most unique roster by the time they, uh, uh, they got to fall camp. In, uh, in 2021, this Oklahoma, they averaged 5.3 punt return yards per game. In 2022, when Brent Venables took over the program and he hired Jay Nunez as their special teams coordinator, uh, the Sooners improved that mark to 13 yards per game. Now, according to one Oklahoma beat writer, the Sooners' performance on special teams was far from perfect in year one under Brent Venables. However, it represented an improvement as the previous regime neglected it to the detriment of the team. So Trojan fans, they're going to want to see an improvement on special teams in 2023 compared to 2022. No doubt about that. Heading into November last year, 2022 season, USC was ranked number 87th in the nation in both kickoff returns and kickoff run defense. And the Trojans gave up an average of 21 yards per kickoff and just about just under 11 and a half yards per punt. So they weren't really good there. And they were also tied for 108th in punt returns. Um, USC was 121st in punt return defense. Now, keep in mind, opponents only returned four punts at, up until that point. And then uh, USC's kicker, place kicker, Dennis Lynch, he was 9 for 13 on field goals uh, throughout the season. <coughs> now, Ryan Doherty... Uh, he's a senior. He's a senior special team analyst and a an assistant special teams coordinator. But as an analyst, he's not able to communicate with any of the players. He has to facilitate all of his 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 messages through the staff. So, and the reason being is Lincoln Riley looks at it from a coaching numbers game. Quote. I don't believe in a singular special teams coordinator, not with the current limits on staff. As of right now, NCA rules, you get 11 field coaches, and that includes your head coach. Uh, so Riley would continue. I just never believed in one coach who's doing something for two periods of the practice a day, and then what's he doing for the rest of the time? Versus let's have guys that are coaching guys all the time, everywhere. There's plenty of success stories on both sides, uh, you know, how to do, go about it. Uh, there's just something that we very much believe in. So Riley's sticking with his his philosophy. Uh, let's have a bunch of guys on the staff who know how to coach special teams. We'll have two guys dedicated to it. And then we'll have an analyst that kind of oversees the whole program. And it's, it's, it's hard to argue Riley's rationale um, because those are Riley's thoughts heading into November. But coming off of the Cotton Bowl loss, 
you know, the defense was a scapegoat, but special teams played a pretty significant role in how that game turned out as well. Um, you know, I'll just ask these rhetorical questions. Uh, I'm sure you'll give me some responses in the feedback. You know, why was Dennis Lynch asked to kick a 52-yard field goal? Sure, it was indoors. It was in a dome stadium. But the percentage to make it was was low. And, you know, throughout the year, on the season, he was 15 for 22. And he missed both of his attempts that were over 50 yards. So you're asked, you're putting him in a position yeah, I get it. You want to put him in a position to, to succeed, but was it the right time? Look, Mario Williams, he's going to be remembered for having an up and down uh, bowl game. I think he's mostly going to be remembered for the guy who should have let the ball go into the end zone or maybe even out of bounds on that kickoff late in the game where he instead fielded it or attempted to field, field it at the one yard line and it ended ended up leading to a safety and a loss. But again, he should not have been back there. Rayleigh Brown should have been back there. However, I think at that point, the staff had some trust issues. Uh, we're not going to go into that uh, any further. But um, special teams was an issue in 2022. So despite the defense and the special teams issues, uh, Riley decided he wasn't going to change his mind after the Cotton Bowl. We spoke to him for two hours plus in January, about a week and a half after. And no staff, he, he said there were going to be no changes to the staff was going to be made. So this is what I can tell you. They have been practicing that drill every practice that I've been at. Where when the media, when they first walk in, the first thing that you see are the kick returners. And they are being asked to Identify, identify where they are on the field in relation to the goal line and the sideline. So you got 90 degrees in that corner. Make a decision before you return, receive the ball. Look, with, with USC's offense and special team, albeit important, um, special teams should not have an effect on, on, on the team's ability to put up points on the board. However, if Caleb and USC are scoring scoring points all the time, but the kickoff coverage can't keep the opponent from getting good field position, then Lincoln Riley, we have a concern. I mean, is is Eddie Chaplicki the end zone finder on kickoffs? Is that the answer? Uh, look, I, I think Riley was more disappointed in the kickoff coverage than anything else that had to do with special teams last year. And I'm just going to give you another quote. I think the first and most obvious thing is, at a place like USC, you shouldn't be covering the amount of kicks that we cover. You go compare that across the country, we got to get better from just a straight kickoff standpoint. we got to have more touchbacks at the end of the day. If you, if you score about the same amount of points as one team, and one team's got to defend twice as many kickoffs as another, I mean, it's just, you, you can do the math. I do think some of the underbelly of talent, especially defensively, showed up at times a little bit there, but certainly an area that we need to be better at, I think, across the board, and I believe we will be. So we we know that he's looking to Eddie, the transfer from Arizona State, to be the answer kickoff. Can Dennis Lynch increase his long-range distance on his field goal, on his field goal kicking? 
and will the influx of talent on defense and in the recruiting class, will that help make up the difference on special teams? We're going to find out. They're working on it. And fall camp will be here sooner than you know it. But before then, you're going to have to head on over to FanDuel because the NBA playoffs, they're almost here. So now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because as if you're a new customer, you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy. And at that point, you'll be able to bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to who made the most three-pointers. If you like prop bets, which player scoring the most points? Who's going to have the most rebounds, assists, etc.? And they have more exclusive type of bets, like the two-by-three. Two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Another thing you get to do over at FanDuel, they're going to allow you the opportunity to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so... We, I'm going to continue with special teams. The staff and the philosophy is the same. We talked about that in the first segment. Um, he's Lincoln Riley did not hire a dedicated special teams coach. He's sticking with Luke Heward and Kyle McDonald. Ryan Doherty is going to oversee it all. But here's something else that Riley said in January when he met with the media. I think this last week has been really valuable to us as a staff. I mean, a chance to really look back on this whole thing, take a deep dive on every part of the program and in its entirety. And honestly, as you look ahead and all of the future years ahead, this will probably be one of the more critical times of the program. I think when you take over something new that also needs a complete overhaul, it's amazing how much there has to be done in that first year. Well, they got a lot accomplished in that first year. They won 11 games and they were doing it with, they were doing it like MacGyver was doing with band-aids, paper clips, fishing line, whatever it took to get the job done. Well, in 2023, there's going to be a lot more talent. So can that influx of talent make up the difference if we're going to stick with the same coaching staff and philosophy. I think Lincoln Riley's counting on it. (laughs) I think 
We're all counting on it. So with USC's offense, you know, again, special teams, albeit important, they should not have any effect on the team's ability to put points up on the board. Um, they really shouldn't. If, look, um, assuming that Alex Grinch's defense improves and can get off the field, you're going to have players like Zachariah Branch and Rayleigh Brown. They're going to have a chance to make the opposition change their game plan. Why? Well, if both of those guys are lined up on kickoff return, that, that's that's a scary proposition. That's a nightmare for, for opponents. We don't know what Zachariah Branch is going to do in college. We know what he was capable of doing in high school. We saw it. Go check out his highlight videos. Number one, he runs a 10-3-100. He can contort and flex his body in ways that are superhuman freaky, which means um, he's hard to get a hold of. So you combine those types of assets in a return game, um, USC could use a player like that. Rayleigh Brown, he tested the waters last year as a freshman. Now he's going to move up to a sophomore, and hopefully that maturation process will follow along and he will have learned that what every hole isn't going to be big. Sometimes see the crease, take the crease, use your athleticism to get through it, and then see daylight. Then use your athleticism. You got to trust your blockers. Well, Dorian Singer, is he going to, you know, the transfer from Arizona? Is he going to slide into Jordan Jordan Addison's uh, punt return role? Or should that be Zach's job as well? I think, you know what? I'd like to see both of them given give a shot. I, I, I think you're going to see a lot of the freshmen on special teams because they're made for each other, especially players um, who you want to get on the field and you want to get the ball in their hands as often as possible. <clears throat> this is another way. You know you're going to see um, Zach Zachariah Branch lined up at wide receiver. We've talked about Ray Leak getting the ball in his hands, whether you're lining him up in the backfield or lining him up at, the, uh, at wide receiver in the slot. Uh, Lincoln Riley said, I know we have good enough people in our building, and when we know exactly what we need to do, combined with the firepower firepower of this place we're going to get there and we're going to we're going to get there sooner rather than later and i think that's the overwhelming sentiment in our building right now it's a combination of people excited about the jump and the trajectory people are motivated by the shortcomings that we had as i mentioned a little bit ago they are working on that kickoff return Every single practice. Those kickers are standing in relation to goal line, sideline, and they better have a, they better make the right choice uh, if they're going to receive the ball at the one yard line. And look, motivated coaches are great. Better talent is even better. 
but seeing the results on the field when the same routine is being used, something's going to have to give. Like I said, you know, penalties, late game gaffes, those two things, yeah, players have to execute. But if it's a persistent problem and it goes from year to year to year, well, then it, it, it becomes a coaching and a discipline problem. That's an issue. And if you're not going to change your routine and you're going to stick with, uh, hey, I've got my coaching staff, I've got my analyst, we'll get it figured out. Great, get it figured out. Don't waste 2023, though. You've got a special player in Caleb Williams. You've got a lot of special players on offense. And I think you have brought in some enough players that can be special on defense. The defense we know just needs to make an improvement. It we're not, it doesn't have to be great. It would be, it would be great if it was uh, championship level defense. We just want good. Remember last year it was serviceable. In 2023, we want good. You can define what a good defense is. What we do need though, is we're talking about special teams. Special teams needs to be consistent. And that means, you know, Dennis Lynch being more consistent on his field goal kicking. That means um, on kickoffs. I don't anticipate every kickoff going through the back of the end zone, but I think every eight and a half, nine out of ten should. So for USC to take that next step and to be special in 2023, we know they're going to be fantastic on offense. We anticipate them just blowing the doors off of off of their opponents. We're hoping and anticipating that the defense takes another step forward. Again, they brought in better talent. Riley has he hasn't been shy of talking about it, so there's no reason for us to be shy about it. USC needs to have better talent, better depth up front, front seven. And the secondary had to get bigger. And by all accounts, they're getting bigger. So there it is. Special teams. You've got players. You've got the same coaching staff. You know what you need to do. Let's just... But let's not hurt the team. Let's not... In a, if USC is in a position late in the game where it's tight, if special teams has to play a role, let them be in a position to succeed and not be uh, white knuckling it like the fans and the media. All right. Segment three. Here we are. We're, man, the show just flies by. Segment three, I always like to end the show on, with something that's kind of fun. Uh, maybe not have, maybe not anything completely relevant to the week itself or the day. Sometimes. But let's, uh, let's look ahead to the first week of the regular season in 2023. Who's on upset alert? Matt Weiner threw, the, threw a tweet out there earlier in the week. Caught my attention. I'm going to throw it out there for discussion on Locked On USC. So the first game is uh, August 31st, Southern Utah at Arizona State. 
look, I get it. New head coach at ASU, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Dillingham came over from Oregon. Young guy, but uh, they should be fine with Southern Utah. What about uh, that Friday night, Stanford traveling over to Hawaii? Upset alert. Again, new head coach, Troy Taylor. My man, Vianney Talamayavo, is the offensive line coach for the Stanford Cardinal. I'd hate to see it happen because I consider him a, a friend of mine. However, upset alert. What about uh, Florida return trip to Utah? Last year, Utah lost in Gainesville. Will uh, Billy Napier's team be looking be looking to return the favor? Mm, not sure. Not this time. <clears throat> the the Utah in Salt Lake City. They're a tough team. That's a tough place to play. What about the Cougars at Colorado State? Will they cougar? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think Washington State pulls that one off. Cal at North Texas. Man, hmm. I, you guys call that one. That's a that's a pick'em game. Portland State at Oregon. Man, who thought Oregon would be on upset alert? I'm kidding. Oregon State, well, this game's actually Sunday. Uh, they are at San Jose State. First of all, why is a Pac-12 team traveling to San Jose State? Get used to it, Pac-12, Pac-10 teams. Wow. USC would never be playing at San Jose State. They'll pay San Jose State to come play at USC which I think they're doing, but um, you get the point. What about Colorado at TCU? Prime time, first game on the road. TCU, they were in the playoffs last year. Can uh, can Dion get his boys up? Be interesting. No more Max Dugan at TCU. Coastal Carolina at UCLA. For those of you who aren't watching, I was bobbing my head up and down. That one is my upset alert, prime time upset alert. I can see it happening. Nevada, Utah at USC. Moving on. Boise State at Washington. In the past, I'd say maybe, but not, not this year. That Washington team's going to be pretty good. They got their quarterback, Michael Penix, returning. So there you go. Week one, who you got? Call your upset alert. That's actually week two for USC, by the way, because they have a week zero game. All right, that's it. This episode of Locked on USC is in the books. Wow, time flies. I hope you had fun. I had fun with this episode. Special teams, they need to have some fun this year. They've got some players. We'll talk more about it as we uh, as we approach the season. Until our next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do. When you're done here, head on over to WeRSC.com. Go check it out.